Hello and welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. And today's read on Psalm 34 will be a long read once again, 22 verses, but I think it's a good and very um, appropriate for us to read the whole chapter. And this is the Word of God, and we must not skip reading the Word of God as it is and learn and be blessed by the words that we are going to read this morning and even expound and comment about. So let me read to you these verses, Psalm 34, verses 1 to 22. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and saves the crust in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and in contrast, he will judge and condemn those who are wicked. So those who take refuge in the Lord will not be condemned. That's the assurance that David, the writer here, assured us. Now, this is written in reflection of David's escape from the hand of Abimelech and when he pretended and he disguised himself as a madman. And it is on that experience that he wrote this psalm. Because of the redemption of God, because of the protection and preservation of his life, David blurted here, the first three verses, his commitment to bless the Lord at all times, no matter what the situation is. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and he will praise the Lord continually in his mouth, and he will boast in the Lord, and let the humble hear and be glad. And even in, he encouraged the others to magnify the Lord with him, to exalt the name of God with him together. 
So this is an invitation of David to the worshipers like us to really exalt the Lord because this is the most appropriate thing that we can do to bless the Lord at all times. In this situation, as I mentioned about the background why he wrote this psalm, that he was in the hand or in the land of Philistines pretending and and trying to disguise himself, yet the Lord preserved him. God allowed him to be in this seemingly hopeless state. And then he discovered and he realized that even in such situation, the Lord here is crying. He said in verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered, delivered me from all my fears. In other words, before this, he was really in a state of fear. But the Lord has delivered him from his fears. And it's important because I think the world and the situations around us and our enemy also wants us to live in fear. That we will be in panic and always be anxious. But David's experience here is that he prayed before the Lord and he delivered God. He delivered, he, he delivered David from all his fears. And changed his look into a radiant look. The word radiant here means cheerful. And he, he was transformed that his faces will never be ashamed. He, he referred himself as the poor man of pride, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. Why? Because the, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. He experienced really the deliverance from God himself. The angel of the Lord is the temporary appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New or in the Old Testament. The angel of the Lord appeared to Moses and to the other characters in the Old Testament. And we believe that this is the temporary appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ to them. Today, you and I might fear anything from physical injury, illness, job insecurity, difficulties in relationships, even the world situation, the threat of nuclear disaster, and everything else that we can think of and we can hear from the news. Uh, no one is exempted from, from trouble. The Lord allows us to be, to pass through some fire and trouble in life. However, our faith should replace fear like David. The angel of the Lord comes around us and that's our assurance that even the Lord Jesus Christ said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So in David's excitement because of this experience of God's deliverance, he urges us to experience the goodness of God, to learn that God really is good. He said in verse 8, O taste and see, that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Now this goodness and graciousness of God, that the Lord really is gracious and good, that we can experience him, cannot be experienced without trusting God. We must take God as our refuge in times of trouble. We must fear God. Lord, fear is reverential fear to respect him, to really trust him that he's truthful. He's, he is the God who 
said in his word and we can trust his word to be true. We must trust him and the promise that David said here is that those who fear him will not suffer any lack at all. He compared the lions, the young lions, that they might suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord will never abandon to those who trust in him. That's his challenge for us to see or to taste and see the goodness of the Lord, to taste and see that the Lord is good. He then invited us to learn from him how to fear God. Verse 11, he said, Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I think if there's a lesson that we need to learn today is the lesson how to fear the Lord. And, and David is inviting us, O children, come, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And he asked this rhetorical question, what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good in verse 11 and 12? This rhetorical question is, is asked by, by David that could only be answered by those who or experienced by those who fear the Lord. This David raises this rhetorical question, who wants a full and good life? Who does not want this kind of life? I think everyone wants this kind of life. How, how are we going to have this kind of life? Firstly, avoid a lying tongue in verse 13. The writer of Proverbs 21 verse 23 offers advice, counsel. He said, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Secondly, in verse 14, choose good over evil and peace over sin. This statement is simply another phrasing of what it means to fear the Lord. So the fear of the Lord does affect not only on what we say, but even on what we do or do not do. Does it not? If we fear the Lord, we will avoid evil. And this action involves a choice. It's not automatic. It's a choice that we have to do. David has assured us that God is on our side if we fear him. On the other hand, he would surely condemn the wicked. So David, in this dire experience that he was really in a very seemingly hopeless state, and the Lord delivered him. He experienced the goodness of the Lord by trusting him, by honoring him, by trusting him, even in this time. So that he said here in verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their crying. So he experienced that the Lord's eyes, the Lord's ears was upon him. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. This is in contrast. Those who are against God, they will experience the wrath of God. They will be judged by God and condemned by God. The, God will cut off the memory of them from the earth. They will not prosper. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. This is what David experienced. Now, we are not exempted from times of so much difficulties that sometimes we 
break into tears, tears and we break because of pain. But the experience of David is that when the, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. It's interesting here that it's not only some and many and plenty, but all of their troubles. Why? Because the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the cross in spirit. The Lord allows us to pass through these kinds of sufferings, but he identifies with us. The Lord knows. The Lord identifies and sympathizes with us during these times of pain and trials of life. He knows our pain. Yes, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. We might be hurt, but we must not be overwhelmed. We might be experiencing some pain, but we must not be overruled and subdued that we, we despaired uh, and, and succumbed to so much discouragements. But out of that experience, we will experience and discover that God really is a good God, that our God really is near, near to us during those, those moments of life. Well, nobody wants to pass through that kind of hardships and sufferings. But when God allows us to pass through such kind of experiences, let's not doubt that God is there. God is there to sympathize with us and not only to feel what we feel, but to rescue us so that we'll be able to discover and declare that God really is real, that God really is, is my deliverer. He redeems and he rescues us. Afflictions will slay the wicked. That's what the psalmist said here in verse 21. And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. They will surely be judged and condemned by the Lord. In other words, while he watches the righteous in order to preserve and protect them, though he also watches the wicked. What are their deeds? What are they doing in order to condemn and judge them later according to what they have done? In conclusion, David has declared the Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. What a joy to note that the Lord is the Lord who redeems us. Jesus Christ is our Redeemer. Yes, we suffer the pain because of what Adam did. Every one of us who comes from him suffers the brokenness of this world, the pain because of sin, we live in a broken world, but Jesus came down as the second Adam to redeem us. And if we are in him, we trust him. He promised that there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. I hope that you have trusted Jesus as your redeemer. There is no other redeemer that you can trust. There is no other name given from heaven that we must be saved apart from Jesus. May it be that you will decide to believe and trust him so that you will experience the deliverance that Jesus has promised to you and to me. Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless this our heart. 
meet the dear father that we like david will be able to really conclude that the lord redeems i will bless the lord at all times my my mouth shall continually praise you regardless of what is the situation thank you lord for this great encouragement this morning in jesus name we pray amen Thank you.